0: Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie-Ann Hobayen, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you can take a moment here to just tune into the abundance of breath that you have in your body right now because you're listening to this. So you're breathing, so you're alive. And so say thank you. Thank you. Okay. I will tell you at the time of this recording, it is cold, it is overcast, cloudy, Um, it is sort of a rain-snow mix right now, and I'm feeling kind of like, oh, I'm talking about a beautiful day. Yes, it is a beautiful day. You know why? Because I have my Christmas tree up, the lights are on, like flickering, and um, it just feels good. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And I have... A warm house well not really a house uh apartment um okay so let me draw a card for you this day let me see I, i'm gonna draw from the um secret language of light deck and today's card is channeling and that's so interesting that that's coming through today. So channeling. Now for those who don't know um, what channeling is, it's basically you are a vessel to receive information, messages, things like that from the invisible planes, the spiritual plane, the energetic plane. Um, and so let's read the card and then I'm going to talk a little bit about why the timing of this card is is interesting. Um, and I don't even know how to describe the artwork on this card to you um, because yeah it's just it's just it's beautiful it's just I have no idea how to describe it I mean I could describe the shapes and things like that like there's a a, he, a double helix in there you know implying the DNA there at the bottom of the card there's um, an angelic figure at the top of the card um, looks like wings and then in the center of the card oh and looks like there's a upside down crown below the angel um, the center of the card is circular and there is a, um, a star of light at the center of the card coming outward in all four directions um, and shades of blue and purple lavender all kinds of stuff anyway so yeah let us read the guidebook Experience your stream of consciousness. You have the ability to tune into different streams of consciousness to gain wise information for healing and expansion. Channeling shifts your awareness so you can stream information from various frequencies. Just like in the old days, the TV channel, right? The antennas, you would have to maneuver in a certain way to get a clear signal. Um, to receive the images on the television. Now, for those of you who are younger, like a generation younger, you have no idea what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, But anyway, it is just like, oh, and here we go. It's just like tuning into a radio station. The information, if the information doesn't agree with you, tune into something different. You can't expect to hear rock music on a classical music station. With practice, you will be able to tune in to your soul transmissions easily. You have, a, you have focused a part of your stream of consciousness upon the earth plane to experience life in new and varied ways. Your soul loves you so much. It's always transmitting this love and truth, even when you have forgotten. So here is a meditation for this particular card. So place a hand on the card. And in this case, since you don't have the card, place a hand on your heart. Gently close your eyes and imagine the room is filling with light. Smoothly and effortlessly breathe in light from higher dimensions and imagine moving into the higher realms of love. Breathe out light and feel it move around you like a gentle mist. It is healing and revealing. You are becoming calm and peaceful as your energy aligns in fullness and harmony. You have access to more of your light, more awareness of your soul and purpose. While you are here, contemplate these guidelines for channeling. Is the information consistent? Is the information helpful and valid? Is the information uplifting? What is your motivation for channeling? Always channel for yourself before helping or channeling for another. Walk in a new light of knowingness and stay here for at least 30 seconds. When you feel ready, focus on your physical body and breathe this unique experience into your body. Open your eyes and smile. You are flowing in your stream of consciousness. Now... I have some differing thoughts on some of this, but this is a good guide for being able to tap into your intuition and whatever messages your intuition might be communicating with you but has been having a hard time doing so because your ego is very focused on what's happening externally, right? So when we meditate, the idea is to slow down the thoughts, not totally eliminate them, but to slow them down, to notice them, to create some distance between you as the observer and the thoughts, because you are not the thoughts. And then what will happen is that some new thoughts will come in, some ones that you didn't expect. Um, and that is going to be something that resonates in your body. Literally, your body will start to feel a little high vibration. You, you might feel cold. Um, Goosebumps, and that is your intuition, your higher self communicating with you. Um, it's a really cool thing now the um thing that I hmm I want to make a distinction about with channeling is that it's not necessarily. Like the way this is worded, it says always channel for yourself before helping or channeling for another. And my experience is that sometimes I receive messages for other people and I'm it's not me doing it on purpose. I'm not saying, okay, I'm ready to receive any messages for other people. Or, you know, a friend is like, hey, can you ask, you know, the higher realms, like, what does this mean? Or can you get clarity on this message for me? No, that doesn't, it's, I'm not like a direct conduit. You know, that you can place your request and find the answer. It's more, I am a vessel to receive information. Um, all of us are. It's just a matter of practicing getting our ego minds a little quieter so that we can turn up the volume on the intuition, on the divine presence. Um, and so, yeah, so I just wanted to, to make that distinction uh, because I have received messages for other people (laughs) when i'm when i like example this morning i was meditating and i got a message that i'm supposed to communicate or convey to a friend of mine who's um who's having a hard time and i was like hey i got this i received this message i'm just relaying it to you and you can do whatever you want with it you know i'm here to support you and help you in um, answering this message if you choose to but it's ultimately your choice if you want to follow through on this message. And he was like, first he was like, no, you're too kind, you know, but I don't do that thing anymore whatever. And I was like, no, 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 this isn't me. (laughs) Like, I'm not telling you to do this thing. I said, I received this message and I'm just relaying it to you. I'm like the post office where I just deliver the mail. And unfortunately, there's no um, return to sender option. (laughs) so i i said to him you know sit with it and do with, with do with it what you will um and if you decide to answer the message then i'm here to um to help you in that to support you in in whatever way so we'll see you know i don't know anyway all that to say um the timing of that card is is great because i had just received that message from my friend this morning um Which then led me to think about this statement, which might feel controversial to you, um, but it's something that one of my teachers had said some time ago, and when I first heard it, I was like, what? I was scandalized. (laughs) So um, suffering is optional. Dun, dun, dun. What? What do you mean? What does that even mean? Suffering is optional. So we experience pain, yes. You know, sometimes we can't avoid the pain. Pain and suffering are two different things. Suffering is the meaning we give the pain. And so suffering is a choice, right? And I know there are people out there who are like, but, 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 what about this? What about that? I don't know. You know, I'm not those people. I'm not... A collective nation I'm not a collective people I am just me right and I'm only in charge of me I can only make decisions for myself as an individual which then will affect the collective so suffering is optional um, and I bring this up because well one to remind you that we have free will we can choose we have the power to choose how we respond to our experiences in life. If we are in pain, we can choose how to respond to that pain. I'm trying to think of an example, um, but nothing's coming to mind right now. So maybe as I continue to explore this topic, something will come forward. Um, So someone is experiencing pain, they can choose to see that pain in a certain way they can choose to receive that pain in a certain way we can receive the pain or we can resist it often when we resist something it amplifies the thing that we are resisting the resistance builds even more um and if we choose suffering the pain lingers even more it's it's like suffering choosing to to see the pain as suffering digs the groove in the neural pathways even more like really digging a groove into the needle into a record like if you play the same song over and over again right and this is again old school reference (laughs) I I'm talking about vinyl my friends um so for my younger my younger audience yeah you know records yeah When you put a needle in a certain groove and you play that song over and over again, the weight of the needle is going to keep pressing down into the vinyl and really deepen that groove so that um, it might get stuck on that song. (laughs) But um, going back to this idea of suffering is a choice. When we choose suffering, we are also disempowering ourselves. We are saying... Woe is me, pay attention to me. Um, I need the attention of pity or whatever it is. Now, of course, this may not be a conscious thing. You know, you're not consciously saying that. It's, it's this subconscious programming that's lying underneath the surface. Now, there's this graphic that um, illustrates the conscious and the subconscious in terms of percentages, right? And so I've said on the show before, 5% of your experience of the world is, I guess, made aware by your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is 5% of what runs the show, <laughs> your show. And then the con- the subconscious runs 95% of the show. So any of the lessons or stories or programming that you received as a kid, the conditioning you received as a kid from the adults around you, whether it was parents, teachers, you know, other, you know, trusted adults, all that is the foundation for how you're experiencing the world. And you may not be aware of it. And so maybe your default is to choose suffering. It's like, oh, you know, that's not fair And so I'm going to, you know, throw a tantrum about it or whatever. You know, I really wish I had an example to give you. It would be so much easier for me to talk about this with an illustration. Um, But, you know, it's almost the equivalent of of an adult throwing a toddler tantrum because it didn't go their way, you know. Or you ever see kids when they – they get hurt and it's like a really small boo-boo. Like, you know, maybe they scrape their knee and it really doesn't hurt that bad. But their response to it is like this really huge cry of pain. It's like, ah, oh, like so dramatic. And the adults in the room know like, okay, it's not that serious. But what the kid is doing is they're they're calling for this need for attention, need for care, For love that they may not feel secure in, they may not be getting. And so that's what they know they can do in order to get the thing that they need, right? And so that in a way is what suffering is. Um, So you might be thinking, all right, all right, let's say suffering, let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with you on this. Just, let's just say that's true. Because there'll be some people listening and be like, what are you talking about, lady? You're off your rocker. Um, Let's just humor me, okay? Suffering is an option, right? What do we do instead? What are our choices? (coughs) Excuse me. I got a dry throat today. Okay. So if suffering is an option and we choose not to suffer, how do we respond to pain? Because pain is something that we do experience, right? You break a leg, there's going to be pain. Now, how do we choose not to suffer from a broken leg? Well, you get a lot of morphine. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, instead of beating yourself up by saying, oh, man, like I, I shouldn't have done that. Like I shouldn't have crossed the street at that time. If only I, you know, took my time and paid attention to the crosswalk, maybe I wouldn't have gotten run over by the car. You know, that's the the beating up yourself kind of suffering. You can choose instead to say, all right, this is what happened. I can't change the past. I'm in the now moment. My leg is broken. I'm in a lot of pain. It really sucks. But let me just sit with it and accept it for what it is and then move on and learn the lesson that next time I will Pay attention to the crosswalk signals. Next time I will look left and right before crossing the street. Maybe next time I'll wear sneakers instead of heels, whatever it is, you know, but to, to take inventory of the present moment and, and of what has happened and how you have come to that point, learning from that and saying, okay, going forward, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to choose something different. Yes, I'll sit with the pain and it's uncomfortable, but I am growing from that. That's often what I choose when I'm going through a huge experience of discomfort. So for example, this has been a very interesting year for me. Um... A lot of changes, a lot of dramatic shifts, a lot of (sighs) transformation. That's, that's, you know, basically what it is. Looking over the year, this has been a year of starting over. Constantly, constantly reminded that I am starting over. So many things. I mean, the obvious is I moved out of my house where I lived for almost 12 years into a small condo that is very different in terms of a living experience to move from a single family home into a high density living situation where you've got neighbors upstairs and next door um, bumping into people left and right Not being able to go out in the yard and do whatever you feel like, you know, I, that's one thing I miss about living in a single family home is being able to go in the backyard and, you know, light a fire in the fire pit, uh, the fire bowl, whatever the case may be going out there and letting Bailey run around and do her thing. You know, she likes to just kind of run around, but in crazy circles or just like back and forth, zigzagging across the yard. Um, yeah, she doesn't, she can't do that anymore. I have to leash her everywhere. And um, I have yet to take her to the dog park because I don't know where there are any dog parks around here. I have to go, I have to go find them. But she, um, yeah, so that's, that's different. And so um, I'm reminded of, okay, new chapter. New living situation. Christmas season is happening right now. I know, master of the obvious, right? But um, for example, I don't have a fireplace or a mantle upon which to hang the stockings. And, you know, that's what it is. I miss my fireplace. It was a gas fireplace. (laughs) I mean, my parents have a wood burning fireplace and I love that. So sometimes I go over there and be like, all right, let's just light a fire here um but I don't have a fireplace and so I've had to get those stocking holders and put them on top on the top of my bookshelves and hang the stockings that way now fortunately my kids are older so they know various truths about Christmas um and so they're fine with it they're like okay yeah cool Um, but it's, it's a lot of adjustment for me and I have a smaller kitchen, you know, it's very challenging for me to cook in that kitchen, let alone bake cookies. If you, um, live in an apartment, you know, that counter space is hard to come by, (laughs) um, that sometimes we use our kitchen tables or whatever table surface is available in the cooking of anything. It's like the whole kitchen needs to become a counter because it's, it's that small. And so I am trying to adapt to that, trying to be okay with possibly not being able to make, you know, as many different kinds of cookies as I usually do, or as I, as I have in the past. Maybe it's just one kind of cookie or two or any, if I get to it. Um, Christmas lights, I can, I'm not doing any outdoor lights, for example, you know, because <laughs> I, you know, I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to put lights inside the window frames so that at least we have, we have something so it looks nice when we approach the front door, um, and feel festive, but it's, it's a lot of, a lot of change, a lot of new things that I'm still learning to explore. Now I could walk around all sad, you know, and suffering and woe is me. And I will admit that yes, I experience sadness and that's okay because that's part of the process. That's part of the the ad- adaptation to new things. It's part of the change and the transformation of me stepping into this new identity of whatever it is, you know, of being divorced, of being a single mom, of, you know, just being a midlife woman, you know, on my own. And so I am doing my best to be kind to myself, to take the time to slow down and recognize and acknowledge what is unfolding. And sometimes it's not easy. You know, sometimes I just have full on cry fest sessions. And I will tell you, I've been watching the Hallmark Christmas movies this season, you know, thinking that I could just have it in the background while I do other things or whatever. No, no they're actually decent this year. I'm like, oh, I have to sit down and watch it. Yeah, of course. You've got the formulaic, you know, story, but the writing is better. And it's just the storylines are a little bit more interesting. And I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. So I sit there and I watch it. And then I, you know, get all emotional and cry my eyes out sometimes. And, you know, but it's for me, it's a part of the process. It's part of the release. Um, So I don't choose suffering. I just choose experience. I'm not in a place of helplessness. I don't feel disempowered. I am just experiencing the emotions that come with such change, which includes grief and loss of the version of me and the version of my life that used to be while also creating, simultaneously creating new life, a new tradition, a new way of being. So there's been a lot of tears. There's been a lot of, you know, frustration and, you know, the whole spectrum of human emotions. But I'm not suffering, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to offer that to you because I know for my friend, who, you know, for that message, you know, that I received on his behalf. um, I think he's choosing suffering and he may not know that he may not know that he's choosing suffering, but if we stay in one place, if we stay stuck in whatever hurt we're dealing with, whatever Yeah. If we just stay stuck, that's suffering. We're choosing that. If we choose just to get by, we're choosing that. We're choosing a life that is less than what is meant to be for us. And I'm not one to live like that because I've lived like that for too long. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I'll cry my eyes out. I'll wrestle with whatever shadows I need to face and then hug them (laughs) because our shadows are part of us. Our shadows are parts of us that just want to be loved. It's the parts of us that we don't necessarily like about ourselves and they just want love. That's all. And shadow is part of who you are. So it's part of integration. And so, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. It's like, you know what? This is hard. And at times it's painful, physically painful, emotionally painful, spiritually painful. But I am not choosing to suffer. I'm choosing to move through it because I know that growth is on the other side of it. I know that I am going to be the better, best version of myself on the other side of this journey. And yeah, when I get to the other side of whatever this is, this, this place that I'm in now, you know, I'll be like, ah, yes. And there's going to be another moment where I'll go through some kind of transition again. It happens in cycles. We go through this all the time. Just when we think like, yes, I figured it out. Ah, hallelujah, I figured it out. Then another thing comes into your life and it's like, yeah, now let's take you up the next level. You know, it's like video games, you know, video games have all these levels, right? You go through the video game, level one, going through the video game, you figure out how to get through it, right? After so many attempts, you finally complete level one. You're like, yes, I did it. Oh my God, it feels so good. I completed it. Next level up. And then you get to do it all over again. It's a new course that you got to run through, new pitfalls, new obstacles. But you do the same thing. You try and try. You go through it a few times. You go through a few times. Then you get to that level. And then you're like, yes, I did it. And then it starts over again. Right? So this is life. This is life. We go through seasons. Just like the weather. We go through seasons. And when we do not honor those seasons and we choose to stay stuck in one. Then that's no bueno. That doesn't help us grow. And if we don't grow, what's the point of us being here? I mean... I don't mean that in a, I don't mean, okay, let me rephrase that because some people may interpret that in a certain way and I don't want to imply anything. Let me be clear. We are put on this planet. We as spirit souls take on the form of the human being in order to experience human life. What does it mean to be human? Let's experience it. Let's go with the changes, let's go with the cycles and learn more about how we can expand. The universe is always expanding, right? And we are energy, just like the universe. And so when we choose to stay still, to stay stuck, the expansion is inevitable. If you choose to stay stuck, the expansion's going to hurt. <laughs> that's, that's the best way I can say it. The best way I can say it is it's going to hurt. It's like you are a pot of boiling water and the lid is shut tight because you are choosing not to move forward from whatever pain you're in because you're choosing suffering. And so the buildup Of that steam is growing, and the pressure is growing, and then the suffering, choice, then is like, see, see, I told you, I'm suffering, I'm suffering. It's just gonna keep emphasizing, and then suddenly something's gonna blow the lid off of that pot, and then that's gonna be some moment. I don't know if I want to be around for that, (laughs) but that's gonna be like one of those dark night of the souls moment. You know, you're gonna hit rock bottom. And then you're going to be like, oh, can I get out of this? I don't know if I can get out of this. It doesn't It doesn't look good. Then the question becomes, do you want to get out of it? Or do you want to stay there? And if you stay there, how is that a benefit to your higher self? Never mind everybody else. How is that a benefit to you? I don't know. I just think about these questions. Um, yeah, (laughs) I just think about these questions because I'm going through it, you know, I don't know how many of you are going through it, but I'm going through the, the change, the transformation, like this is a journey. This is a rite of passage to move. It's not even, it's not even a rite of passage from like married to divorce. It's like the rite of passage from you know, childbearing years to, to midlife, to elderhood kind of thing. It's like, there's this whole evolution that's happening and I'm going to ride the wave. Are you, are you going to be conscious and aware of what's happening to you? Or are you just going to get swept up in what's in the physical world what's happening outside of you that's a question to consider you know our society sends us so many messages that are unhelpful you know you gotta buy 200 presents in order to have a successful christmas says who you know have we forgotten what christmas is really about I mean, yeah, people are like, yeah, it's about joy and love and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it doesn't have to look like that. That's capitalism talking. You know, can you choose joy? Yes, joy is a choice. Will you choose joy is the question. Will you choose the thing that lifts you up? Sometimes the answer is no. And that's okay. As long as you have that awareness. It all starts with awareness. We always have the power of choice. Even in the smallest things, even when you feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, there's always a choice. It might be small. It might be like, okay, can I choose to breathe through this or not? Or it can be big. It doesn't matter. The power of choice is still there. And so what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose suffering when you experience pain? Are you going to choose to grow? Are you going to choose healing? Are you going to choose to listen to a message when it's being delivered to you? Are you going to choose to be open to receiving these kinds of messages, knowing that they are in the interest of of your highest good and for the good of all? Or are you going to choose to close yourself off? Of course, we do need to keep in mind our human bodies, right? Our human bodies, especially our nervous system, We can choose all these things. We can say, yes, I'm ready for joy. I choose joy. I choose to heal. I choose to stop suffering. But we need to also check in with our bodies. We also need to make sure that our nervous system feels safe enough to do those things. I know for myself, there have been times when I've been low and I'm like, you know what? I know I can choose joy, but right now, Choosing sadness feels good. And I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. But I also have the awareness not to sit there for too long. Otherwise I get stuck. So what I do is I sit in the sadness. I sit in the heaviness and I wait, not wait. I tune into my nervous system. I listen for that nervous system to regulate, to soften, to feel secure, to feel safe. Like, okay, you good nervous system? you feel okay? Because now this sadness stuff is starting to like, great on my nerves. <laughs> pun intended, pun intended. And so my nervous system will be like, yeah, I think we're good. We can choose joy now. Yeah, it's safe to choose joy. It's safe to feel good. Because I'm able to hold myself in that. So yeah, this is what I this is this is what's been on my heart today. um, And I hope that speaks to you. I hope that resonates in some in some manner. Uh, Okay, so I'm gonna close the episode with um, a poem by the world I leave you. You know, it's funny, because when I started to record this episode, I was like, Oh, I have so much to say. And I was like, No, you know what, that's, that sums it up. So yay. (laughs) All right. So um, I'm, I'm like, Looking but not looking. All right, hold on. Poem for today to close it out. Ooh, I like this one. This is called God by Adiba Shahid Tal- Talukder. Talukder. Adiba Shahid Talukder. God. What feeble minds have held you between their fingers? Despite your reshapings and growths and falls, manhattan's still living between banks your tide fists swell spread calm as water as light 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 nothing moved between the skins of earth and sky they sank into the darkness traced each other's noses as though it were love the soft of dusk its waste of light How much of you, moon? How many eyes, the night? Hmm. I like that one. All right, my friends. And so we close today's episode like we always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade grab my free seven-day meditative challenge spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suryagian.com slash subscribe